Hey, After Buzzers, before we move on to your next topic, we just want to say thanks to our sponsor, Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Also, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. Plus, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership, and it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Hey, After Buzz TV, welcome to MasterChef After Show. We're breaking down episode four, A MasterChef Wedding. We're going to find out who has the right stuff to make Make this wedding reception go off without a hitch. The red team or the blue team. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yeah, <laughs> look at that. Mario Provenzano with the moves. Look at that. Well, everybody, to the MasterChef After Show. Thanks for your patience tonight. We get a little late start here on we After got Buzz a TV. Late start. I take a little bit of blame for No that worries. One. It's all, this, but yeah. we're here now. We're going to chat about hot food, delicious dishes right in front of us there. I'm one of your hosts, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie. But the reason we're all here is to... <laughs> he says this every time. Yes, it's not true. It is very true. <laughs> the only reason I come to this show every week is to chat with the lovely and talented Maria Provenzano and also eat her delicious food. <laughs> Hi, I'm Maria Provenzano. You can find me at Maria Provenzano on Twitter and all my information will be there. So, yes, yes Frank, today I made I made for Frank and everyone at AfterBuzz. Um, I am testing recipes, like I said, for the cookbook I'm writing. So this is um, a lemon poppy seed pound cake with a lemon glaze because... I love lemon poppy seed anything. It was delightful. And you can hear it's real, It's a real glass thing that she put it on. <laughs> you can hear it sliding across the table. Oh. In fact, our uh, engineer, James, who is in the booth, has a nice slice of this as well. Uh, James, a uh, quick reaction about this? Oh, James has now walked into the room, so we will not hear his reaction oh my gosh, to this James, delicious treat. But once so he gets funny. back to the booth, I'm going to make him answer <laughs> how delicious this pound cake was. So that, does that mean we're on this camera because it's a wide shot? Yep. Got it. Okay. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you guys see Frank walk through? Oh, man. So uh, delightful, as also, uh, as well as uh, Maria put a little uh, icing on here, but also the icing was made uh, with lemon juice. Lemon juice. As opposed to milk. milk. Mm. Look at Frank listen. I listen, guys. <laughs> I listen here. I eat here. Uh, it's all great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Master Chef! So we're going to be breaking down episode four. As I said, it's a Master Chef wedding. And Gordon and Christina bring in everybody. And they say, hey, guess what, guys? We've got a special uh, guest here tonight. Uh, an old friend of the Master Chef family, so to speak. Yes. Nick Nappy, who uh, competed on Master Chef season six and got down to the top four. Yes. Yeah, look at that. I thought that was cool. And then the, he's he's... Been very successful since. He yeah, which he is has nice. His own, he's an executive chef at a restaurant. That's it's nice to see people that have been on MasterChef that it, the opportunities that it can open up for you. Yeah, and which is great. So it worked out really well for him, and not just in the restaurant business, but also a in big personal life. Home. Yes, in, just in life. He's getting married to this lovely lady, a Janelle. Yes, and uh, just so happens that the wedding's tomorrow. Tomorrow. There you go. Wah, wah. Should have done some better planning. <laughs> All right, now, just just first off, though, real quick. Now, say uh, back before you got married. Okay. Say you were getting married, and you're more involved in, in the entertainment uh, realm now as opposed to when you get married. And somebody uh, came up to you and said, hey, Maria, we you know we, know, we love that you're getting married. 
would you like to have your wedding take place as part of a reality competition show where people will cook your yeah. reception for you? Would you say, oh, yeah? Or would you be like, no, 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 this is a special day for me. I really just want it, you know, everything the way I want it. Um, I think my, like, four years ago self would probably say, no, I want it done the way I want it, blah, blah, blah. But um, now, since I have passed that, I don't know, I think because <laughs> I did have that, um, I don't know. I think I probably would think it would be fun. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's just so much of his history. You know what I mean? He's That made him sort of what he is today. So I think he wanted to, you know, let it happen in his married life, too. No, I mean, I guess it's a, a sense to, to have the show that you competed on <laughs> yeah. be involved in your wedding. That's kind of cool. Well, I mean, maybe they did something else prior to that or after that, and it was just more for show, too. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I guess so. That makes more sense. If it was just a show that you really didn't have any affiliation for, but say MasterChef came up to you, like you know, they just knew you just for all your work that you I do. Probably, so. I don't know. I just, I just, I don't, I don't think if I if I didn't have a connection to it, probably not. Okay. Yeah. But he did. Nick did. I would do it just to have Gordon Ramsay hang out in my well, wedding. Well, that's true. <laughs> I would say yes. To that. I would marry Gordon Ramsay. Well, and my husband. All right. Well, and I Gordon. guess somebody's moving to Salt Lake. So. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So uh, they have a few specific uh, uh, firm ideas of what they want for their menu for, mm-hmm. for the wedding. And what they want is for the appetizers, they want something done with scallops. Scallops. And for the main, they want something done with lamb. Lamb. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like two, uh, w- w- two choices that you would pick for, for your uh, app and main for a wedding? Um, the scallop, maybe. I would probably do more of like, if we're doing doing shellfish, I would do... Shrimp, just because I think more people like shrimp than they like scallops. I don't know. And then um, for lamb, I mean, for for at our wedding, we did chicken and fish, like both. Um, but I don't. I think I think if you're a chef, you kind of have specifics that you really like. And I think for the show, they couldn't do a lot. They had to be like, okay, what's? But lamb is it's it's tough because you want it to be medium rare, but God, you really fight the medium rare or like it not being done. You know what I mean? Oof. Or if it's overcooked, it's tough. So it's like it's really a fine line. Uh, now, as you may notice uh, from uh, past episodes and tonight, uh, usually the way the show goes is that uh, we'll talk about a little bit about what they make and then I ask Maria a lot of food questions because <laughs> I'm always interested in finding this out. But, folks, if you have food questions, too, as well, you can hop on the YouTube chat as well. And um, let us know if what you liked about the show, too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, or or well, all, you didn't like. <laughs> ask Maria lots of questions about food as well. Don't be bashful about that. Comment about the show, as Maria said. Uh, you can also like us on Facebook and give us those five stars on iTunes. There you go. Look at that. Just give Maria <laughs> the five stars. You don't have to give me any stars. Frank is five stars. <laughs> oh, Maria. Frank and his hair. They're five <laughs> Ooh, stars. All right. <laughs> so, uh, so now our two team captains are the two uh, winners, or the two people who had the two best dishes from last week's yes. uh, 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 challenge, mm-hmm. and that is Nathan and Terry. Nathan, uh, the youngest guy in the competition, rocking that bow tie uh, and that jacket. <laughs> it bothers Frank so it much. Does. It does. It's just like, come on. You're too overdressed for this. Please. I've, I mean, I, being that overdressed, I would be uncomfortable, I feel like. Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, that's what makes him comfortable. All right. I, I don't know. Uh, and they head off to uh, Hummingbird Nest Ranch in Simi Valley for in the Simi wedding. Simi Valley, yes. Never been there. You? I have not been there either. Looks lovely. It looks beautiful. Yeah. Uh, uh, but as we see, uh, as beautiful it is, the wind uh, is nobody's friend. Was killer. Yes. Yeah. I know, but I feel like they do that on purpose. I feel like they do it <laughs> so it's like, you know, more of a challenge. Uh, because, you know, they, they know this going in. They could have very well, like, put something up to protect it. And even, like, the tables for, you know, the red team dealing with the wind, 
you know, everything flew off at one point. We'll get there, I know. But I mean, I think it's on purpose. Well, true, because you think they're, they're, all the guests, they were inside a nice little see-through kind of like can- no, tarp or whatever. None of their hair area. was like blowing away or anything. No, no. They were yeah. in a yeah, very, very nice little protected see, area. That's what I'm always thinking when I watch <laughs> But that's the point, is to make it difficult, I think, right? Always watching for their hair. <laughs> no! Is that what you're saying? I mean, I, I think of, like, how they film it, and, like, the competition, and, like, the actual timing, if they try to, you know, fake anything, too. And this is me overanalyzing just reality TV. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. what it's supposed to be. Um, so I'm cur- I'm always curious if it's, like, true to... Because I didn't see anyone's hair blowing That always wind. makes me think of, like, in, like baking competition shows when they like show them like 30 seconds left yeah, yeah. and it's like wait a minute you mean to tell me you pulled those cupcakes out of the oven and you frosted them thank right you james now? exactly that's very that true. was our issue with earlier on um james if you remember it was like the first master chef show where there was it was to get into the finals they did a baking competition and it was cupcakes and it's like you have you you can't they had like 10 minutes and one girl's um cupcakes were in the oven still and then the frosting wasn't melting off of them and even if you put them in the blast chiller for, what, a minute, they're going to be fine? I don't know. But I've never used a blast chiller. All I know is that that didn't seem real. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, speaking of baked goods, James, have you had a chance to sample some of Maria's lovely lemon pop- lemon poppy seed pancake? I'm going to get to it right now. <laughs> all, right, all right. Listen, we're going to James, eat. come on now. This is uh, right here live in the moment. James' <laughs> reaction to Maria Provenzano's lemon poppy seed cake. This is exciting. Someone has stole it. So, oh no! Uh, we so, have more. <laughs> we reserve this piece here for you, James. Oh my gosh! Uh, I know everybody. You're in suspense, waiting to hear what uh, James's reaction to this. Don't worry, we'll send it out on a Twitter later. <laughs> we'll tweet James's reaction. Uh, so now, uh, because uh, usually what they do is that the, the two winning uh, people they get to be team captains, and they get to pick who they want from the rest of the chefs to be on their yeah. teams. They changed it up a little time. They, uh, they said, "Guess what? You're not picking." They uh, they made Terry the red team. They made Nathan the blue team, and then they let all the other contestants decide which team they wanted to be on. I thought that was kind of mean. Yeah, especially since we already heard from Nathan before and that he was worried about being like the, you know, I don't yeah. want to be like that. Well, he said he was last. bullied yeah. and all that stuff, which, to be honest, I never wish on anybody, but I think they just kind of used that storyline. Like, he's growing up so much. Oh, boy. Throughout this whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, Nathan, <laughs> I was not a fan of Nathan in this episode, by far. Uh, but they do the pick, and it ends up being uh, we've got nine people over on uh, on Terry's side, uh, five mm. on Nathan's. So not working out very well. No. So it's got to balance out. So it's got to be uh, right now we're looking at 12 to 6. Terry's got to now boot three people to put them over on the blue team so that they can balance it out so it's an equal nine and nine competing. Yes. Uh, and Terry, I thought he was smart for this. He says, like, you know, he respected all the people that he booted off, but he thought they were all... Uh, very strong personalities. Yes. And I figured that like, the team was not going to be cohesive with many strong personalities vying at each other. I agree with him. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, Terry boots off DeAndre, Alejandro, and Sean and moves them over to the blue team. Yes. I, I can see why he would have picked those people as well, too. You know, the, the and I think DeAndre, he has a lot to prove, man. I mean, from the last one, I feel like he just struggles. And so, and then he just seems to be like such a Debbie Downer. He gets so down about stuff. I want to be like, I want to tell him to snap out of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I know I actually I thought that the um, blue team was going to fail epically throughout the whole thing. No, I really did. Uh, and they didn't. They they pulled it together a little bit, but they they certainly struggled out of the gate. 
And we learned a little difference here for that is that uh, usually they'll they'll do like a challenge like this if they're out somewhere. And then uh, what happens is the losing team then faces a pressure test. Right. And then from there, they get rid of the, the people that they're eliminating. This time, Gordon says, guess what? No pressure test. We're going to do an immediate elimination of these people here. I kind of liked it because, I mean, at this point, I think that proves in itself. I think you don't have to do the, you know... The, the pressure the test. Pressure test. Um, I was going to say elimination challenge. It's kind of the same thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I just, I didn't think at this point it was necessary. I think, you know, you can tell by someone's, if they can't help, like, at a station do something correctly, then bye. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And it turns one thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a little different. It gives you a chance to little focus a little bit more on this competition, let it kind of breathe a little bit more about yeah. all the, the ups and downs. And certainly yeah. this one was... Yeah. One that had its ups and downs, to be mm-hmm. sure. Uh, so they send the blue team off, red team off. They get to decide what their dishes are going to be. Uh, so the red team, they Terry seems to run a nice little, just very organized little quick uh, quick meeting of the minds. Yeah. And they really I like him. He's, he's like such a big teddy bear. He's such a softie. Yeah, I like that. Seems like. Because I feel like that seems like the kind of leader that you want in the kitchen. One that's going to just like uh, solicit feedback, but when they make a yeah. decision, then, then and, you know that's going to be the decision. But he, he, he listened to what everybody else had to say, yeah. too. Yeah, he seemed to listen a lot. And everybody seemed to be... You know, I think just kind of like on the same page and the same energy too. Yeah, yeah. They didn't seem they didn't butt heads much when it came to the planning. No, and so they ended up going with they wanted to do a pan seared scallop with asparagus and a lemon for blanc, and for the main they wanted to do roasted lamb with polenta and a tomato gastrique. Okay, so I had to look up what a gastrique was because okay. I didn't know what that was. So let me know if you guys knew, but I so I looked and how to make a gastrique and so basically what i when i looked this up it's um so it's like sugar and vinegar and it's sort of like a sweet and sour sauce mm. so it's kind of sticky um so then you can incorporate other flavors to it um so you can do um the tomato which is what they did so um yeah so that's what i thought was kind of interesting because people kept mentioning oh they did, did a great job with this gastrique Oh, it's like the F is a gastric. <laughs> <laughs> now, you reading up about that, does it intrigue you enough to want to go home and try it sometime? Um, Not really. No. Okay. <laughs> All right. That's an honest answer. All right. Now, it doesn't, doesn't really... No. no, it didn't. It didn't look... It didn't look as appealing to me as I thought. Like for when I thought of um, gastric, I, I when I looked at it because it was a tomato gastric, I thought it was maybe some kind of like cool different kind of tomato sauce and it was like called that because i don't know and that's this is not necessarily a tomato dish they just added tomato to it which i think is what made it creative um but this one like i almost want to look up a recipe this is because that was the white there's uh, a blackberry gastrique no yeah so it was like the it was it was a tomato it was like a, a reddish type of sauce okay yeah so, <laughs> yeah, right. um, yeah. So they they're a little they're like a sweet and sour. So like they're tangy, and that's what I'm reading. Because and it's sugar, it's sugar based and and um, sugar and vinegar based. Are you a fan of scallops? I actually do like scallops when done correctly, which is why I think Gordon Ramsay uses scallops so often because they're very easy to mess up. They're easy to overcook like shrimp are, but I think when it comes to scallops, like you, if they're undercooked, they're really rubbery. So if you yeah. can cook them well, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. And if you can't, then you're like, mm, oh boy. Yeah, I think people feel... Do you like scallops? I got to admit, I don't know if I've really had a scallop. I don't know if I have. I keep seeing them cook so many times. I don't know okay, if I've had one. Okay, after watching MasterChef, you need to just... And Hell's Kitchen. Have, and I, Hell's I, Kitchen. Yes. I sh- I, I'm always intrigued like a scallop, but I never find myself in a situation where like, oh, scallops are on the menu. I should try these out. Yeah, actually, 
I, I don't make them too often, but I don't know. It depends on what they have at the grocery store, to be honest with you. But, um, yeah, you should try them, Frank. All right. All right. <laughs> I guess next time I'm out at some kind of shishi seafood place, I'll get the, get the scale. I'm trying to think of what to compare them to. Um, like a burger or a slice of pizza? Is that what they're like? <laughs> no. No? Frank, I'm going to say no on that one. <laughs> All right. How about some apple pie? They like Are they just like apple pie? No. Okay. Yeah. All right. I went to a fancy restaurant once, and because I've watched Hell's Kitchen so many times, I was like, I'm getting the risotto. Ah, uh, yes! <laughs> Risotto's easy. Was it terrible? They make it, it so... wasn't that the risotto was terrible, but I didn't realize risotto is like an entire meal. <laughs> I thought it was like the appetizer. <laughs> so I was like, okay, where's the rest of my food? And they're like, no, like, that was your food. Oh, my gosh. So in our chat, they they asked what a coolie was. I have a question. Oh, okay. What is a coolie? And they, they spelled it a couple different ways. Sure. Coolie is just basically like a pureed, like strawberry, raspberry, something like that, and strained. Okay. And uh, I think sometimes you can probably mix it with sugar to make it sweeter. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can it's, you can do it with like, I could probably do it with vegetables too, but I think a lot of times... Um, you see it with fruit. I think if you did it with vegetables, it would probably be like over, you know, meat or something like that. But with or with um, vegetables, and then with fruit, if you do like a strawberry or raspberry coulis, it's like the strained, smashed berries, and over like, um, like ice cream. So coulis, a more a dessert type. Yeah, uh, thing? I mean, well, if it's if it's for fruit, but yeah. vegetables, you could. It's kind of kind of just basically a sauce. You know what I mean? But have you ever heard of a vegetable like a like a corn a coolie, corn coolie? Not really, but I mean it's 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 basically pureed and like strained green bean to make it smooth. Cur- coolie. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of that. <laughs> okay. Green bean. We can look up some savory coolies. I I don't think. Yeah, you can do it with. Uh, okay, so look, coolie. Um, it can be used as a base for soup. So that would when you like when you think of like. But see, I think of I think I always think of raspberry coolie. Word, which goes for desserts. Mm, all right. So that's one. Now, the blue team, uh, Nathan not doing well as a captain. Yeah. Uh, he He's the captain now. Uh, he and Sean really butting heads right out of the gate. And now, yeah. watching that interaction, you know. It was painful. It was. I don't know if Sean was helping matters at all, but Nathan, I mean, certainly Nathan, the, just the way he would just, yeah. just talk, just in general, just was just so... You can tell he's never been in a position of authority because some, in a position of authority doesn't mean you have the um, the ability to just yell at people. You don't have the authority to yell. Just because you're in an authoritative role, it means you're in charge, but it doesn't give you the right to yell at people or demean people. Yeah, just you do shut this up. And you and, do ugh. this. Yeah. It's just like power is a funny thing. And to be honest, like this is something that I heard <laughs> P. Diddy <laughs> say this a while right. ago when he had a reality show, but it stuck with me. He says money and power, which basically can sometimes be the same thing, um, are they're very telling. It's a very funny thing. You can tell a lot about somebody when they're put in a position of power because their true colors come out. If they go like, you know, the over the top, like big personality, kind of like what he was like in the beginning where you do this and you have to listen to me. And do you want to wear this thing? Cause I'm this says leader. Do you want to wear this? Oh, like stuff like that. That shows someone's true character. Someone like Terry, for instance, given the role of power, he's like, he's a team, you know, team member. It's like, we're in this together, you know. So for me, that, that, watching that has always stuck with me because it's so true. Power is a very funny thing and it shows your true colors. So this showed that he has, Nathan has a lot of growing to do, but at least he, you know, changed it up a bit. 
I mean, I guess it certainly uh, Terry's real life job helps out a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. with this as well. Yeah. As he works in construction, works with a team already, knows yeah. how to get the best from the people that he works with. Nathan, a tuxedo salesman from a small town in mm-hmm. middle America there, probably networking a lot with other people, probably just doing a lot of stuff by himself, so it doesn't have really a reason to foster and a lot no of team building skills. Yeah, no authority. And I think that was what showed. Yeah. No team building experience. Well, and he was, not that this is... <laughs> Like makes you a good or bad person. I actually know plenty of homeschooled people, but I, I when you're homeschooled, you don't aren't used to being in that environment where you do teamwork every single day. Like in school, we did. I mean, you're you're doing teamwork in almost every single class because team building is so vital in life. I mean, we're a team, Frank. That's right. Uh, she makes delicious food, and I. What a great team! What a great <laughs> and team! And James is. <laughs> is God. James is our voice of God. So, yeah, I think that's where it showed. Yeah, and certainly despite all the butting heads, they finally nailed down a menu, and they decided to do uh, pan-roasted scallops with charred Romanesco and a blood orange vinaigrette, and then uh, pan-seared lamb with mushroom pea orzo and a pistachio gramulata. Yeah, that's interesting, pistachio gramulata. Okay. I guess I missed that, pistachio, yeah. And uh, my ignorance here, a a gramolata. Gramolata is, um, I actually make mine with breadcrumbs. I actually just did a recipe on this. But it's basically like garlic and herbs and lemon juice, lemon zest. It's basically like sort of a, I mean, they they made theirs very saucy. Um, And then you just pour it over. And apparently they use pistachios. So it's basically like a a green sauce almost. But for me, I I don't make mine very saucy at all. I make mine, I toss it with um, toasted bread, panko breadcrumbs. And I make it crispy. Crunchy, mm. so it's like an herb and herb, lemon, parmesan, uh, red pepper flakes, and breadcrumbs. What did I miss in there? Uh, I use parsley. I don't use any nuts, but Oof, makes sounds, it crunchy. That sounds so good. So that's, but I, there's a couple different ways you can make a gremolata, but mine's crunchy. Now, just based on just what the red team and the blue team decided to cook, which one sounds like the more appealing dish to you? Um, I think. Oh wait! Say say the lamb ones again, side by side, because I think that I feel like the scallop ones were very similar, but the red team seemed. I mean, just I, any Burblanc sauce, I could swim in Burblanc. But um, <laughs> <laughs> well, the red team went for uh, roasted lamb with polenta and tomato gastrique. Okay, and the blue team did the pan seared lamb with mushroom pea orzo. And a pistachio gramulata. Yeah, see, the red team sounds better because I remember the mushroom pea orzo, like. I don't know. The peas, I don't know. I don't really think of peas being, they can be high in gourmet, but I don't know. They didn't sell me. Yeah, you know, as somebody that's like, eh, not a huge mushroom fan and pea fan. Yeah, like, yeah. No, those, that didn't excite me. No. <laughs> no. Uh, but they have suited on two different team dynamics. And as Terry says, this whole competition is all going to be about timing and uh, and consistency. Yes. Which makes sense. Especially, with, especially when you're dealing with 35 racks of lamb. Well, and catering. I mean, God. <sighs> Yeah. Everyone's trying to get things all at once, and that's got to be hard. Uh, and the blue team, as we talked about, off to a bad start. Already Barbara, poor Barbara, she starts cooking the I don't scallops feel bad already. For Barbara. Already cooking the scalps, like you got a little bit of time. I don't feel bad for Barbara because she's the one who took Wolfgang Punk's recipe in the last one. There you go. Well, so Barbara, and then to start the scallops, like you, if you know anything about scallops, you know they're like shrimp. You got to do it, boom, boom, and it's done. Like right before you serve it. And she messed up the vinaigrette. Oof, yeah. So Barbara was off to a bad start. Yeah, not doing good. Uh, now the red team's dealing with like a, they're, they're seeing, their problems aren't team dynamics, but just the elements. Yeah, yeah, the wind. The wind's blowing out the burners. The wind's the knocking off the the the, the, the table dressings there, knocking mm-hmm. over the plates and stuff on the tables as they're trying to plate and everything. Seems a lot challenging for them. 
But man, ugh, uh, poor Nathan. Nathan is just. It was just irritating to watch him try to run that kitchen. It was very hard to watch. Oof. I felt I because ca- I keep trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, but he was very difficult for me to watch in that situation. Yeah, and uh, so we get we do get they get enough to serve out there. Red team is already forty plates ahead of him. Yeah, Gordon starts tearing into Nathan a little bit. You got to get it together, son. You got to mm-hmm. get this together. And even the blue team, they are just like, hey, uh, we got to listen to Sean. Yeah. And they're all telling Nathan, like, hey, we're going to listen to Sean just right now, just so he can get us back because mm-hmm. he knows more about what's going on than you do. Yeah. That Kate, so Katie, and actually they're asking who our favorite contestants are um, in the chat. I don't know if I have a favorite yet, but Katie on that team, she was like grabbing his face. She's like, look at me. <laughs> yes. It's so funny. I do that to my son. I don't grab his face because I feel like that's weird. But I always say, look at mama in the eyes. Wear mama's eyes. And so that's how I felt like she was saying she must I wonder if she's a mom. But um but that's how like she was just like, Come on, we have to basically we have to work together and I think she kinda talked him off a ledge a little bit. Um so I don't know, do you have a favorite yet? I uh, you know, it's yeah. I know, it's kinda tough right now. For some reason, you know, as much as I, I, I like seeing Sean kind of step up in the leadership role. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but I, the first two episodes, seeing him just kind of getting a lot of flap sweat, trying to get his dishes plated on mm-hmm. time. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that frustrated crazed. me about mm-hmm. Sean. But then this one, he seems so much more chill and relaxed. Yeah. Maybe so, he's better, like, on a team instead of, like, on his own. Yeah. I need to see him, I think, again, in one more competition cooking solo. Yeah. So, like, next week's episode to see if he can deliver, if he's, is, if he's really flap sweaty. By next week, Flop then, sweaty? yeah, where it's just like, oh, I don't know, I can't get it done. <laughs> I, get, I only get thirty seconds. I'm not going to make it. What's going to happen if he's like that again next week? I'm going to be like, all right, I'll dial it back. For right now, I will cautiously say, Sean, flop sweaty. Wow, yes. that is a new term <laughs> for Mama. <laughs> flop sweaty. Have you guys heard about flop sweaty? Hashtag flop sweaty. Guys. Hashtag flop sweaty. Uh, so sweaty. Uh, we uh, we do take the plates over for the apps over to uh, Nick and Janelle and do a little tasting. They kind of give their feedback, even though Gordon says they're just going to you know get the comments yeah. that'll you know they'll listen to them. But ultimately, the decision is going to come down to Gordon and Christina. They like the red teams and they thought the blue teams was a little underseasoned. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And what's worse is that the red team does finish serving all their apps. The blue team does Didn't. not. Yeah. Like yeah, it's one of those like I feel like unless the red team completely blows it in the main course, I think they would they they're Based gonna on win. That. Yeah. yeah. Because you can't you can't award somebody even if they bounce back in the mains. They didn't even finish serving the apps. That seems like a crucial error. Yeah. Because I mean, imagine being at a wedding, everyone else has food, and you don't. I'd be. I'm really upset. I didn't even eat dinner tonight because I filmed a show before this, so I'm like, all right, or there's like cake staring at me. <laughs> so can you imagine being at the wedding and have to sit through speeches without food? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> sounds terrible. Uh, but I felt like uh, Nathan took this moment uh, between uh, the apps and the main to kind of collect himself, realize that maybe, he, as he said to everybody, he, he apologizes, means he got a little team captain happy. Yeah. But you know what? At least this is why I'm like, okay, at least he owned up to it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the biggest part. And he's like, okay, I have to snap out of it. I have to be better. And um, I, so that to me where I was like, okay, he's really, he is really trying. And he, you know, the, the dramatic over the top. I mean, we all deserve a second chance, but oh my God, it was driving me crazy. I was like, I hope he does stop. So thankfully he did. Yeah. I mean, and I guess it's easy to realize that, okay, I really blew it because yeah. it, it's a demonstrable. Yeah. I mean, you can see you didn't make all your yeah. appetizers and you yeah. didn't get him served so you clearly what you're doing right now not working Nathan no it was not working with him like running around with the chicken with his head cut off <laughs> yeah <And> just, <laughs> or even when they were getting ready when he was going to have to work the pass yeah uh, and he didn't realize that and he's coming up like what? what's going on what, what? yeah <laughs> and the court's like you're working get over like, get, get together. over here yeah oh not good not good uh, so they uh, 
Nathan kind of reassesses, uh, starts uh, delegating, uh, lets Sean handle the seasoning, says, DeAndre, handle the orzo. DeAndre's like, yeah, hey, I cook this. I cook orzo for my boyfriend all the time. Mm. I'm in the perfect spot. Your boyfriend's going to dump you. <laughs> when you see a no, line like that not. in a show like this, that's pretty telling that things aren't going to go Yeah, well. of course. I was like, something. well, because in the previews, something got burnt, and I was like, I think it's going to be the orzo. Uh, I, admit, I don't know if I, I don't, I've never had orzo. Orzo's pasta. Oh, or just it's like, like it looks like a little um, piece of rice, but it's pasta. Oh, good. I mean, it, it's like pasta. So if you flavor it with everything, I mean, it's going to take on whatever flavors you have, and gotcha. if you cook it al dente, it'll be good. Is it like ancho de pep? And, oh, cacio di pepe? Like the little beads? They look like little balls. Oh no, it looks like rice. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, but not like a risotto rice. It. No, risotto rice is going to be, I mean, it looks like a piece of just like regular long grain rice, whereas um, risotto is a starchy short grain rice. I love it. Love it. Just sit <laughs> here and ask questions I all the time. I need to be on because... my game yes. on this show. My goodness. <laughs> now, uh, Terry, as he feared, he's, he was worrying about the timing for this. As you're saying, uh, 35 racks, that's a lot of work and a lot of levels of stress. Yes. To do yeah. all that. I mean, that seems like be able to make sure that all of them are cooked consistently. 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 Yes. There we go. That's a word. Well, the thing that confused me about the lamb is that they, if you guys, when you watch, you know, you saw in one pan they'd have two, and I felt like that wasn't enough, like, surface space to get, like, the crispiness and, like, that char and everything on the flavor on the outside, because they were kind of, like, too, like, if you know anything when it comes to browning stuff, you can't crowd it because then it just steams, so... It was just didn't I, I don't know, I was so confused. And I think that was the biggest criticism with the lamb was it didn't have that nice crust on the outside. Mm-hmm. And that to me when they were cooking it, I'm like, How how are you even get these cooked? Because they're shoving them in the same pan. It's it, and it seemed frustrating because you see Terry walking around and people are showing him, Do you like this sear? Do you like this sear? And he was like, No, 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 I want more. I want yeah. more. And it seemed no matter how much he was doing, it was right. still coming out raw. Yeah. Raw lamb after raw and lamb. And Manny was one of the people that it was happening to, I think, a lot. Mm-hmm. We saw, oh my, who's the, who's the firefighter um, guy on that team? Yeah, Manny. The, no, the, oh, sorry, he have him too, but the um, there's another firefighter. They, they, they competed oh, with yes. each other. Uh, Eric? I think it's Eric. Yeah. Um, so he was um, on Lamb as well, but Manny was, I think, having a lot of hiccups in that area. And I love Manny. I think I have a soft spot for him. But yeah. all the firefighters I thought were awesome. So I like Eric, if that's his name. Correct us if we're wrong. Um, but yeah, so th- they were both on Lamb. And I think they were saying that it was it was Manny who was kind of having issues. But I'm guessing, depending on the, the size of your station, I think firemen be a little bit more equipped to dealing for cooking for a larger group of people. I, I mean, I think so, yeah. yeah. I think so. But, I mean, are they used to cooking lamb for that many people? No, that's, that's true. That's the tough part. Uh, and basically, after serving uh, la- raw lamb for like two or three times, yeah. Gordon says like, hey. Eric, I'm- thank you. <laughs> yes. Gordon says, hey, if this ha- keeps happening, I am calling this service. Yeah. I get one more piece of raw lamb, we're done. And I did like mayonnaise. You're saying he owned up like, I got to get focused. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah. just letting myself like kind of lose focus on this lamb and I just got to dial in and get it done. Yeah. Well, and to dial out for a second, um, Gordon Ramsay in the beginning when he saw things falling out with the uh, blue team, blue team. Oh my God, I'm getting all cross-eyed now. Blue <laughs> team. Um, he wouldn't put on his jacket. Do you, he's like, I'm going to go put my jacket on. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, when he said that, I was like, I wonder if he's actually going to take over or something like yeah. I kind of hope that was going to happen because it would have been more interesting. But 
Because you know, and the one thing, because when you, you see all the uh, the tablecloths blow off of the red team, yeah. the plates crash on the ground, and you see Gordon kind of just like, uh, you know, Terry, what's going on? Yeah, I'm like, why are you like, taking? You can't it? Yell at him! Yeah. It's not like his fault. It's your <laughs> fault because you're like, you know, prop people didn't set this up properly. Yeah, it's. I felt like he was really taking it out on Terry. It's like he can't blame Terry for this that's, one. Yeah, that's that's TV. It's like, uh, we, you know, it's like we get her, we have to improvise. Like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll yank off all the tablecloths yeah, on this. Right? Yeah, I'll serve it on your broke down table. Yeah, sure, exactly. absolutely. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, they serve it over to uh, uh, Nick and, and Janelle, and they love the blue team's lamb, and they really like the. Uh, but they thought the orzo was under seasoned. Yeah, under seasoned, and then, they, but they liked the gastrique. Yeah, they did like that. Now uh, I almost want to try one just to, because I don't know if I've had one. Oh. Check out Maria's blog. <laughs> Find out how it goes. Perfect the gastrique. Yeah. Now I'm going to look for that. I don't think it's something you often see on a menu. And that's what a lot of people were like when they had interviewed some of the other other people who had been on the show previously. They're like, oh, the gastrique was very good. The gastrique was very good. The F is a gastrique. <laughs> like, my goodness, how do I not know this? Terrible. Shame on me. Oh, I can't wait to see uh, Maria's gastrique journey. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. No? <laughs> <laughs> Next week, instead of lemon poppy seed pound cake, you're going to have gastric. That's it. Just a, just a plate <laughs> Big of gastric. Big bowl of gastric. <laughs> mm, oh, this is so um, good. Mm, I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> At least have some like lamb to dip it in yeah. or something. <laughs> uh, so they uh, they finish the service. Nathan apologizes to the team. Look at that. Very nice. Sorry for the yelling, for all mm. this. Oh, I, I, again, I, I I give it up for him, as you were saying, you know, to be able to own up. That take, I, certainly a lot of people could kind of just shrink from owning up to that or yeah. just kind of, you know, just you know hide. But yeah. no, he owned up to it. I, I get him credit and for that. And what, then what were the... Uh Rec- or what was the review? They they liked the blue. They liked right? the blue. Uh, the orzo the- was under seasoned, yes. and then the red. They were just kind of like underwhelmed by the crust and. But they did, as you said, they liked the gastric though. But they, yeah, the gastric. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, and then we also had amongst all the other uh, uh, guests there for the wedding, we did have some former Master Chef contestants, including mm-hmm. last season's winner Claudia. Mm-hmm. And it's always interesting to hear them kind of just chime in. It's easy to you know to, you know chime in once you, you know I, I've been on that side. Right. Now I can sit down and judge everybody else now. Right. Like okay, <laughs> especially the one contestant I can't remember his name, but he had the, just a really elaborate and like the dark the, hair. Yes, what he's very uh, dramatic. That necklace, holy cow! The hair. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and he, he entertaining though. But for him to be judging a lot of people it was like he got. He was another contestant that got really easily flustered at points oh, okay. the, last season as well. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, all right, whatever, buddy. That is so funny though. Uh, but now they have uh, they get everybody together right there. They as Gordon introduces everybody at the reception so they can cheer mm-hmm. the 18 chefs that cooked all this great deal. And then they have Janelle come out with a red bouquet and I a blue bouquet. That was kind of cute though. And uh, toss out the one for the winner. Yeah. And it ends up being the red team. I thought, and Manny was not, I mean, I died. I love him. I thought it was so funny. He just like sprinted around the place with that bouquet. He he jumped for that thing. Man. That was hilarious. I didn't know he could move like that. <laughs> he was, he's a bit, pretty big guy. And I mean, I was impressed with his running. Yeah. And I would say I can't, pretty agile. I, I can't disagree with that outcome because certainly while the red team had a little struggles with the rawness of the lamb. I mean, overall, I think from top to bottom, their their service was much more consistent and probably uh, at least better executed than the yeah. blue team's was. Yeah, I think so, too. And especially, I mean, just the blue team regardless, as we talked about, the fact that they didn't finish serving the appetizers, right. that's just, you, that's too big of a strike, I think, to come back from. Right, right. 
So uh, we find out, though, that Gordon says, hey, there's four people, though, that we think uh, are safe from elimination. We've kind of recognized them. They yeah. think they did. They worked hard enough on this to not even be considered. Right. Uh, they pick out Alejandro, Katie, Sean, and Nathan, which, yeah. you know, it's surprising on he those ones. Growth. Yeah. I mean, you, sometimes it, it, I feel like it's either or on these because either like yeah. a leader, they you blame the leader for everything that happened or you realize that the leader, you know, there were some things just beyond his control that he, you know, he couldn't handle. I think he was the cause of all the problems. Well, I guess maybe not Barbara was. Not the cause of all of them, but she she was just, yeah. At least, like, Nathan, like, when he tasted the vinaigrette, he was like, no, this is terrible. Like, we cannot send this out. Instead of just being, like, to get things out, he really did talk about the final product so yeah I would give enough for that and, and and who knows I don't know how Barbara got the idea that she started cooking scallops if Nathan yeah. mentioned that to her or uh, or not so I don't know how she got started hmm. down that road uh, but certainly two crucial errors on her and then DeAndre just bringing the orzo that seemed to be the other key yeah. thing as well yeah uh, so they bring and say alright everybody the rest of you going to come to the MasterChef kitchen and one or more of you will yep. be turning in your apron uh, they come in the next day, and they get rid of a few more people. They say that you're safe, and they narrow it down to DeAndre and Barbara. Mm-hmm. So given their performances in this episode, who did you think was going to go? I was ho- – well, I thought that um, they would keep DeAndre because he's a little dramatic. But Barbara, I thought, deserved to go. I mean, for the reasons I have stated. Yes. Like, she did Wolfgang Puck's recipe in the last one, and it wasn't even, you know, I don't know. It's, it's just not cool to do someone else's recipe. And then um, for this one, messing up the vinaigrette that bad. Like, your vinaigrette's that bad. That What did Gordon, do you remember what Gordon, Gordon Ramsay said that it looked like, or it tasted like? It was like feed or I don't remember what he said but it was like something like really gross and uh, but he said it tasted horrible and then um, and then doing the scallops so. yeah I mean I think if he had to compare uh, it's, he had two strikes against her not even including the Wolfgang Puck I know. Know, but just two from the episode I'm the episode. only one really upset about that one <laughs> he's not letting that go uh, but they end up keeping DeAndre and eliminating Barbara but you know what Barbara kept her composure I thought she was always handled, handled herself very well and very classy so I will give her that I will go. give her that I thought she was and she's also very pretty <laughs> just in oh, case she watches this <laughs> you know just so you know no she I, th- I thought she was very composed which is nice uh, chat room what do you guys think do you, do you agree with the decision well, that the judges made they're bye bye Barbara I don't think they really care they don't really care so. <laughs> they Barbara was a deer in headlights but oh, let us know oh look at let that us know, let us all know. right fine Barbara's eliminated so we are down to 17 home cooks competing for the title of Master Chef. Uh, now we're back in the kitchen next week, and we're doing. Uh, we're having Claudia, former uh, uh, Master Chef winner from last season. She's coming in with her. Yep. With her uh, bo- mystery box, take a challenge of contestants. I, I thought I saw pineapple. I thought I saw pineapple and corn. But like when they lifted up, I thought I saw the top of a pineapple. But then I thought I saw someone grilling corn. Uh, and if we're talking about <laughs> next week, well, then we might as well get into a few predictions. Okay. And now it's like Halloween. Predictions. So yes, I so we saw a little bit of what you think maybe a pineapple, possibly <laughs> used for Master Chef, and we did see at least like uh, the first challenge always from the mystery box, and the second challenge is something else where they do the elimination. Baking. Boom! Right. Oh, 
right there. You guys have no idea. I was here by myself watching. So I had to come early because I had to film something before this, hence the being late. Um, so I didn't get to watch with Frank, but I was watching by myself. And like literally when I saw the previews and they're, they're showing that there was going to be a baking challenge, I screamed. And I was overly excited. I'm so excited about this. this and be it fun. looks like they just demolished this. So I <laughs> cannot wait to talk about this one. There's going to be a lot of commentary from Maria. And I for one, <laughs> cannot wait because yes. I'm going to be asking her a million questions. Because when you see stuff just dripping out of pies, it, it looks does like not a quiche. sound good. I was like, they, so it looks like they did some kind of, they cooked their eggs. I don't know what they did, but I'm just, I cannot wait. No, just uh, just the shots that we see there of them just kind of tilting yeah. it and just watching everything just oozing out like, hmm, all right, that does not look tasty no, at all. No, it did not. Boof. No. Secret to a good crust real quick. Just something for the viewers to think of as they're thinking about a baking challenge next week. For pie? What's well, a- there's a lot of secrets to pie crust, but um, pie crust, cold to make the for the actual dough, cold everything. Cold butter, cold water, um, cold vinegar if you use it. Very, 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 very cold and put it back in the fridge before you bake it. Kind of cold. Um, but then a lot of times you blind bake. So once you put it into the actual baking dish it's called blind baking so what you do is you poke it with uh, a fork so there's lots of di- so it doesn't puff up and then you can put like you know um, aluminum foil and something like some kind of weight on it like beans or something and then you bake it and then you take it out and then you fill it and then you bake it again so it makes the bottom stay like not soggy Ooh, these are just few of the tips you can find on Maria's <laughs> website there. Look at that. Well, thanks for that, Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, as we get ready to wrap up here, uh, uh, have you changed your prediction on who you think may take the title of MasterChef this season? I don't know. I I think we like... Oh, my God. What is her name? Oh, she, the, our, our, in our chat, they made pecan pie the other day. So, let me know what your... If you're a baker, what um, your tips are for pie crust. Um... Oh, God, I don't know. Um, Are you still going with Terry? I mean, we seem to both pick Terry I because like we, Terry. Thought we thought he did a really good job last week. I don't I don't know if I see him go all the way to the end, though. You know, it's... it's too, I feel like it's really hard right now to tell. Ta- Tatiana? Is that her name? Ta- what was her name? It starts with a yeah. T. Oh, Tatiana. Yep. Is that the that name? That was it, yes. Um, oh, there's too many people right now, and we haven't seen enough personal one-on-one with them that I can remember their names. And I feel like there's some people that we haven't even like gotten to really see... Um, up close too. Like there's some we haven't gotten their personalities at all. Yeah. Um. So I don't know, but I don't. I don't think I have a front runner right now. To be totally honest with you. Yeah, it, 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 you're right. We did like Tatiana last week, but she really wasn't featured in this yeah. episode at all. She got kind of just faded into the background. Yeah. So next week, since it's more uh, focused on individual cooking, yeah. I think we'll get a chance to see some other people shine. We'll see if Tatiana can kind of stay in the forefront. Tenoria. <laughs> Tenoria. Tatiana. Tenoria. You are, you're better at this you. than I. That I. That we are. I cannot remember their names. There's too many. I need like a thing that like goes here and says this is this picture and their name I can't remember that's why we love you guys in the chat yes, thanks for thank keeping us so honest there <laughs> so yes uh, hopefully we'll see a little bit more of her and I don't you know and I'll decide uh, if Sean if he bounces back if he's not flop sweaty I might start rooting flop, for Sean sweaty flop sweaty. Wow. And I'm going to put David as a dark horse. David's our poker player from Vegas. Okay. Uh, I seem kind of still calm and cool and collected. I haven't seen enough of him uh, yet other than from that when we first see him get the one of the original white aprons. But yeah. I don't know. There's something about him that, that intrigues me. So we'll see what happens. I agree. Interesting. All right. Alejandro. So, okay. We're just going to name everybody remember. Okay. Anyways. so that's going to do it folks as I said like us on Facebook give us those five stars on iTunes you can like us on uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel hop in the chat 
uh, comment on the YouTube channel as well. We'll also take a look at those and think about what you guys have said. Mm -hmm. And Maria, if they'd like to continue the conversation with you, even after the show's done, where can they find you? You can find me at Maria Provenzano. It'll be at the bottom of your screen. Um, On Twitter, and all my information will be there. And then just do... Um, comment and do hashtag um, AfterBuzz and, a- and hashtag Hell's Kitchen and we will respond because we want to know what you guys think. Or even hashtag MasterChef. Even just I'm hashtag sorry. MasterChef. But you, I'm I mean- so used to doing Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> MasterChef, it's still Gordon Ramsay. Hashtag Maria's Wrong. Uh, MasterChef. I think I said Hell's Kitchen in the beginning too. Alright, hashtag Maria's Wrong. We're going to get that going, guys. <laughs> Remember that. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at HappyGoJackie and catch me every Tuesday night with my, my improv team Max at 10 o'clock at IO West. Uh, in the meantime, you'll be catching James in just a few minutes after this, uh, eating the rest of this lemon pound cake, uh, lemon uh, poppy seed pound cake, and we'll get his comments and put them on the other day, old Twitter so you can guys Perfect. see what James had to say. We'll see you next week for another episode of MasterChef After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Under-